Hi everyone, thank you very much for tuning in to this presentation. Uh, today I'm really excited to share some of my personal and collected intel on Facebook marketing and the best way for you to optimize your marketing spend going into this year. What I'm going to focus on today are the five biggest mistakes that are commonly found within the automotive industry and I'm going to introduce a few different workarounds that are going to help you solve for these mistakes. So before I jump into some of the content here, I just want to introduce a little bit about myself here and my personal experience with Facebook. So my name's Tanya Gray. I am the Director of Client Operations at Vitimus, where I manage a team of performance managers or account managers that helps to work with a variety of clients we have across North America to strategize and execute on various marketing campaigns. Now this isn't only excluded to Facebook. We do also provide guidance for Google marketing, um, Instagram marketing, we do a lot of email and direct mail and even SMS. So it really spans uh, a lot of different mediums that are available right now. But today I'm going to be focusing on Facebook. Now some of the things that we do are look into a variety of campaigns that our clients will launch on a regular basis. Take Black Friday for example. We'll then look into the five most successful campaigns and the five least successful campaigns and determine why that was. So we always use past examples and we'll always try to improve on our results and make sure that we're maximizing not only our abilities, but also our clients' abilities as well. So when it comes to my experience with Facebook, I don't personally work for Facebook. What I do do is work almost as an agency to help dealers strategize and then execute on their individual Facebook campaigns. I have also been involved with the launch and the development of a platform called Bumper Ads, which is a product that we launched through Vitimus that essentially we took a Facebook ad manager, included it into the Bumper Ads program, which also allows you to build different graphic content and then execute various landing pages from those as well. So in this experience, I really learned a lot dealing directly with Facebook and even just piloting the project with different dealerships as well uh, to really find out what works in the industry today. So now that you know my background, let's jump right into our first mistake. So our first mistake is only marketing big events. So oftentimes I work with dealerships that are interested in launching Facebook cam campaigns that are only centered around larger events. So that would be your barbecue weekend sales, your Black Friday, your Boxing Week events. Now this particular approach really misses on two key factors. One being there's no room for that consistent ongoing messaging and two, there's no room for that ongoing sales funnel within that approach either. Now, what do both of these have in common? Well, by only marketing for your big events, you're not giving the public a chance to build trust within your brand and understand what your individual message is. Facebook audiences have previously stated that they would be very hesitant to purchase from an ad on Facebook after only seeing one specific ad. So it's really important to get your message out there as much as possible over Facebook, uh, just so you can help build that trust within the community. So let's break that down a little bit further and start originally with the first message, with this, which is a consistent ongoing message. Now this is really gonna be the key for your Facebook advertising. Odds are, working in a dealership, only a small percentage of events or promotions that you're running actually make it onto Facebook. So as I mentioned, typically we see those larger sales events, but when it comes to 
10% off an oil change or 15% off wiper blades, these don't always necessarily call for the extravagant events that make it onto Facebook. And I get it. When it comes to those larger events, it's really easy to set aside a larger budget. It's really easy to then work with an agency to build graphics and build your content. And then, of course, pushing that message out onto Facebook. When it comes to, let's say, $10 off an oil change, it doesn't necessarily call for that big extravagant event that we're used to. But at the end of the day, it's proven that ads marketing services under $100 are much more likely to convert online. So that means if you're promoting, let's say 15% off wiper blades on your Facebook ad, as opposed to a new vehicle sale, that wiper blade promotion is gonna be more likely to lead into an actual sale. Now I get it. At the end of the day, that's not gonna give you the same amount of gross when you're comparing wiper blades to a new vehicle sale, but it goes back to if a customer is more willing to purchase from you for a smaller uh, item like wiper blades, they're then gonna be more likely to come back to you in the future when they're eventually in market for that new vehicle. Our second approach is to follow the funnel. So the sales funnel isn't just for your CRM and it can really easily be used when it comes to Facebook marketing as well. Now, before you even begin creating your Facebook campaign, you really wanna focus in on who you're planning to target and that specific message that you want to send out to that audience. And this really dives down into four key funnels that's really important to plan and execute on your Facebook ad manager. So starting at the very top, which is your turning strangers into prospects and generating those brand awareness ads. So these are of course top of the funnel. This is where you can start to build your brand and start to build trust within the community. Typically for these types of campaigns, I would recommend just a larger radius targeting. So you can make sure your ad is targeting everyone within the community and everyone gets a chance to understand what you bring and the value you have within that community. Now, within these specific types of ads, you want to focus on your unique benefits and you can do so by offering information. You can have more of an educational approach or my personal favorite is you can add a little bit of humor into those messages as well. Now, when you have a funny, memorable message, that's immediately going to start building trust. People are going to remember you and then they're going to want more from you, which is really the main benefit of these types of ads. And these types of ads will allow you to set up a great foundation for moving forward. So when it does come to those bigger barbecue events, now those ads are gonna be more likely to convert and produce leads for your dealership because people are starting to recognize you and therefore trust you. Now, our second stage would be turning prospects into leads or your special offer ads. So here we can get a little bit more specific with who we wanna target. So let's say, for example, rather than using the radius targeting, we could use something like a custom audience within Facebook. So we can actually export our data from our CRM and upload it into Facebook and send out ads directly to them, which works great. Those ones are honestly my favorite type of ad and they perform really well. We also have the option to do remarketing lists. So this is, of course, adding a tag onto your website and then marketing to people for the next 30 days who have already showed an interest within your brand. And this is a great opportunity to promote them with a special offer or something that's a little bit more enticing than just a general brand message. So a special offer could be maybe a discount on an oil change, just to go back to that example again. And this is a really great opportunity to then ask for something in exchange for that discount. So you can utilize, let's say, that oil change coupon in an exchange for an email. At that point, it's a really fair trade and it helps you generate more business and creates an anticipation with your offer by emailing that out to the customer afterwards. 
Our third stage of the funnel is to turn leads into sales. So this is where you can essentially close that deal with your prospects. And here, again, you want to get a little bit more specific with that database. Again, you can utilize that custom audience function and you can upload maybe a whole list of unsold prospects from your database directly into Facebook. So with these types of ads, you can get really, these are people who are in market. So you can get really specific with your vehicle offer. You can showcase something that's unique to your dealership. For example, a payment. You can start advertising that weekly payment here because that's something you know is gonna be of value since these leads are more likely to convert and it could be that payment that ends up closing the deal. And finally, we have keeping your customers for life. So you never want to neglect your current customers. I understand that with Facebook marketing, it all really comes down to, or the main topics are always, how are we gonna acquire new business? How are we gonna get this ad to reach new customers to generate business for us? But when it comes to your existing customers, these are the ones that are gonna be more likely to convert on these specific ads since they already have trust built in your brand and they're already interested in what you have to say. So with these types of campaigns, you can do two different approaches. You can do more loyalty events where you're promoting you know, parts and service offers to vehicles that you know have purchased, they have purchased from you and therefore they would be really likely to claim that service. Or two, would be to generate additional referrals for your dealership. So you can target people who are recently purchased and send out referral bonuses. You can send out uh, incentives for people to like or share your posts, or you could always um, ask for more shares on that post as well. All right, so that brings us to our mistake number two, which is not focusing on your landing page. Now this one here is a big one for me and one that I see all the time. So what does this mean? Whether you're a dealer and you're launching these ads in-house or if you're using an agency to produce these ads for you, odds are you end up spending a few hours customizing that campaign. You're working with a team to develop graphics, you're strategizing what that message is gonna be, and you're executing the campaign itself, and then following up and reporting on any leads that come in. Oftentimes, with so much work that goes into the ad, I find so little work goes into the actual landing page. And at the end of the day, this landing page is where people are actually gonna be converting on your campaign. So it's really important to make it stand out, to make it engaging, but to also keep it consistent with the ad itself. So let's talk about a few landing page best practices when it comes to Facebook marketing. Now, first and foremost, what I hear all the time are about the lead generation ads. These are very popular on Facebook right now and everyone seems to want to put one together and attach it to their actual ad. And in some situations, they do work really, really well. And for those of you who are unaware, Facebook allows for a form to be created directly in the ads manager. So you're taking your ad and not connecting it to a landing page, but you're connecting it to a form that's generated from Facebook. And so you don't technically need to create a whole custom landing page in those situations. It's purely designed to convert. So yes, in some cases it works great. We're doing a lot of campaigns right now for the 2021 Ford Bronco, for example. So when it comes to those campaigns, you're pre-ordering your vehicle. So people expect when they're clicking on a pre-order ad to receive a form, perfectly harmless. But when it comes to, for example, a new 2022 SUV of the decade, and you wanna promote that ad, you have vehicle lifestyle photos, you make your ad really engaging, you have a call to action that states learn more, and then that traffic goes to a form. At that point, I know you're only asking for a first name, last name, and email address, 
but that's a little bit more information than these people are really willing to give to you at that point. Especially nowadays where people are really hesitant to give companies that they're not overly familiar with your data, it can be a make or break situation for your ad. The form generations definitely do perform, but only in certain situations. Our next best practice is to ensure that there's a consistency between your ad and the landing page itself. If you have a really great visual that you've created for your ad, make sure that that visual is carried through onto the landing page. If it's not, we often see really high bounce rates and really low engagement on that page and high exit percentage as well. So it's really important for that specific ad to incorporate it into the landing page and making sure the message and whatnot is all very, very consistent. Next would be to use your web page to help enhance your message. So again, when it comes to the new 2022 SUV of the decade, we usually more often than not see those ads direct right towards a vehicle landing page, which can work in their favor. It's an easy way to generate lead submissions on specific vehicle purchases, and it shows off the inventory that you have available. But if you are promoting that ad and for the pure benefit of trying to build awareness and build excitement around that specific vehicle, in those situations, you want to carry that message through to the landing page and showcase them some information that allows the customer to learn a little bit more other than just what the MSRP is going to be of that vehicle. My advice to you is to use that opportunity to include vehicle walk-around images. You can have downloadable brochures. You can include different offers for that specific unit as well. So you can make that page custom to the ad and use it to enhance that message overall. Our third mistake of the day is not creating a unique brand identity. Now, this point really goes hand in hand with our first mistake that we discussed, which is building that uh, brand awareness through consistent and ongoing messaging. When it comes to creating a unique brand identity, Facebook has reported that people will spend an average of 1.7 seconds on a piece of content online. And that's an average. So if I'm an automotive dealer producing an ad, I'm, it's very likely that it's even less than 1.7 seconds in that specific instance. Because as an avid Instagram scroller myself, I find I'm way more likely to pause on content from friends and family than an actual sponsored ad on my, on my page. But for argument's sake, let's use 1.7 seconds. So in 1.7 seconds isn't a lot of time. And in that amount of time, it can have a huge impact on your business and people's emotional reaction to your content. So even in less than a second, people can immediately give your business a pass or a fail depending on the content that you've produced online. So weak social ads can create a negative emotional response in less than a minute. So by the time a viewer blinks, you're given that pass or a fail. So in other words, it doesn't, just because you're pushing out a lot of money onto these campaigns, they're not always necessarily going to perform well for you. You need to make sure your content is compelling and again, allowing people to want more from you. So I'm going to have this ad up for 1.7 seconds on the screen. And I want you all to think what you see and how you react to that piece of content. All right, now let's go back to that image. So my eyes are drawn to the OEM message that's on this screen. So in these situations, my eyes are going to be drawn to the OEM logo on the screen. And if we're lucky, potentially the $500 offer underneath that logo. In 1.7 seconds, it's highly unlikely that people are going to be looking at where the ad is produced from and your potential comment underneath. So this is really important when it comes to your ad 
and your brand identity with that message. At this point, you might as well be the Hyundai dealership down the road because your brand isn't actually connected to this brand. Leave the OEM marketing to the OEM and identify and make yourself unique within the industry. So this builds us to building a brand story and making sure you're sticking to it and being consistent throughout your marketing. Now brands can't be built overnight. Oftentimes brands that have done this successfully have spent a large portion of their budget and have just kind of been patient with it by sitting back and waiting for them to produce. Now, although they do require a bit of patience, and as I mentioned, they're not gonna be your highest performing campaigns because those ones are gonna be very unlikely to actually produce leads for you, there are a lot of other ways you can successfully track the campaign results. Starting with, if you're doing video, view, or video ads, you can track video views. When it comes to um, just regular banners or posts, you can track engagements or shares. If people are enjoying your content and it's unique, it's way more likely to be engaged with. I myself have never liked a brand post like you guys just saw there. And it's probably pretty safe to say that neither have you, unless it came from your company. But if it comes to something that actually makes you stop, think and laugh, sure, they deserve a like or they might even be shared to your network as well. Now, those who have successfully developed digital brands say that building the brand efforts need to span over the course of your existence within the industry. So making sure you wanna start off really, really strong with that message, making sure it gets out there and everyone understands and remembers you by it. And then from there, you can just continue to be consistent and use that same messaging, although it doesn't need to be the focus, but pull on those key factors throughout your sales funnel and throughout the majority of your campaigns after that. Take number four, only focusing on radius targeting. So I do see this quite often. An ad that deserves a little bit more careful attention when it comes to the targeting options in Facebook is sometimes just left to the general radius targeting. And for some ads, it does work great. The brand awareness ads, the top of the funnel ads, sure, radius targeting is definitely the way to go because it's gonna get your ad out to as many people as possible. Where it doesn't always work is where you wanna get that lower funnel. So people who are your current customers, obviously radius targeting isn't necessarily gonna work for you, but even that mid-range as well. So these would be people who you want to entice with an offer and have already recognized your brand. So if you're only doing a radius targeting, sometimes these ads can be a little bit pushy. There are a lot of different targeting options out there that can definitely be a benefit to you, which I'm gonna dive into right now. So starting with our custom audiences. Now these ones are always my favorite. Custom audiences, again, as I mentioned, remarketing lists and uploading your CRM data into your Facebook ad account. Now, over the last few years, Facebook has actually reported that custom audiences will 90% of the time average a higher conversion ratio than just general radius targeting ads. So it's really important when you get into the lower funnels to only be using that within your campaigns. My second favorite are lookalike audiences, which unfortunately aren't necessarily an option at this given time. So for those of you who aren't aware, uh, lookalike audiences have been restricted from Facebook when it comes to special ad categories. And this was in effect, I believe, a year ago, but it got even more strict at the beginning of December here. So there's a few different restrictions that they put in place, which I'll get into, but even though those lookalike audiences aren't necessarily available, uh, the custom audience is always going to be the way to go in those situations. So, for those of you who are unaware about the current Facebook restrictions, what happened was if 
you are advertising housing, employment, or credit-based ads, you need to self-identify yourself as a special ad category. And this will remove a bunch of restrictions or eliminate you from targeting certain prospects. But now, with December 3rd, they've also increased this to your landing page. So even though your specific ad doesn't have any credit information or financing information, if your ad that you're directing the, the traffic to does, you still need to self-identify and you won't have access to those lookalike audiences. Now myself personally, I was launching an ad for a 2021 vehicle that we were promoting. I had no credit. I had no financing information. I directed to a landing page that didn't have any of that information either and Facebook rejected my ad. And they came back to me and said, your ad represents a product which has credit or long-term financing options. So even though you think you found a way to kind of work around some of these restrictions, odds are they're still probably gonna be rejecting your ad for the time being. So what does that mean? When it comes to the restrictions, you will have the removed ability to target by age, gender, or zip code. You also have the reduced ability to access detailed targeting options. So that's your interests and your behaviors. You have the removed ability to exclude interests from being targeted. So that's basically for people who try to do a roundabout way to exclude interests or behaviors um, to narrow down on specific people. They've, they've uh, disallowed that as well. You now have to target a minimum of 15 miles outside your city for your radius targeting. So it's a little bit more expanded than what it previously was, or instead of the city, you can use a pin drop, which I suggest everyone here does. And then again, no access to those lookalike audiences. So to recap, just make sure that when you're, when you're launching types of ads, when it comes to more custom audiences, to stick with that custom audience field and you will see higher success ratios with those. And this brings us to our fifth and final mistake for today. And that's assuming your ad will perform. So when it comes to Facebook marketing, you wanna assume nothing and test everything. So at the end of the day, whether you're launching ads, whether you're working with an agency that's launching ads for you on your behalf, everyone's gonna tell you what they think is gonna be successful. Some people are saying that, you know, it comes down to the text that's in your ad. Some people say it has to be a really nice visually appealing ad and that's gonna guarantee results. Some people think it's the, the combination between the two, but humans are unpredictable. And sometimes you can have a really nice looking ad that they end up not performing. And then you'll have one that you're not so hopeful for and then it gets the highest results. Facebook offers a really great A-B test functionality within the system. And I highly recommend for any ad that you're promoting out there to always be utilizing this function. So this allows you to create one campaign, upload two different graphics with two different versions of text. And then from there, they're going to favor the ad that has higher performance. So they'll allocate your budget accordingly and make sure that um, your ad will receive top performance for the better performing one. So we went through a lot of information today and discussed a few new opportunities to Facebook marketing that I really hope all of you consider for yourself. I really encourage you to use this information to not only check in with what's currently being done, but also check in with some of the agencies that you've been working with as well and making sure that they're up to date on these strategies and not just setting and forgetting the ads. So to recap, the five takeaways for today would be number one, don't only market your big events. You want to focus on your consistent, ongoing messaging, and you want to focus on that sales funnel approach as well. 
Number two is to make sure you are focusing on your landing page. Keep that information consistent, keep everything um, engaging when it comes to both click-throughs. Utilize that lead generation form in some of your campaigns, but try to incorporate a more engaging landing page on some of the other ones that, uh, that would require that difference. Number three is create that unique brand identity. Leave the OEN marketing to the OEM and focus on yourself. Focus on building who you are and communicating that to the, the community. Number four, don't only focus on radius targeting. Use custom audiences. These will work. And never assume your ad will perform. Thank you very much for your time today, and I'm really excited to see what all of you come up with this year.